Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Ask OTC, the show where we answer all your questions from the week. In European football, I'm Dotson Adibayo. I'm Andy Brassel. And I'm Lars Watson. Straight off this from Andrew, now that Sevilla haven't qualified for the Europa League, who do you fancy to win the competition? Andy? Well, I suppose recency bias says Milan, doesn't it? Because they just scraped into third place in the um, group of death, in inverted commas, and um, they showed they had a bit about them in in the way that they did it because dreadful in the first half in particular. And I don't think they deserve to win the game overall. Um, I think there are two elements that would recommend Milan being considered a contender. Firstly, the way they did dig that Newcastle game out, out of the fire. And I think the way that Stefano Pioli, someone who's been under enormous pressure and increasing pressure... Um, at home in Italy uh, this season, his his changes won the game. You know, there's no doubt about that. He made better. I, I guess was able to make better substitutions than than Eddie Howe. But um, like for example, I, I never would have taken Olivier Giroud off because they weren't creating anything. You think, well, okay, something might fall to him for a set piece. But in fact, adding some legs to the front line as Newcastle were going for it absolutely worked. And that was we saw that with the combination with uh, Okafor and Chiquesi for the goal. But um, despite that, and despite the fact they were Champions League semi-finalists last season, I feel that they're quite a lot weaker than they they, they were last season. I don't think they had an amazing transfer window, as we've discussed elsewhere with, with, with Nicky Bandini. I feel that they're all acceptable signings that will stand them in good stead in the, in the medium term, but I don't think they're players who largely improve the team in the, in, in the short term. So that's that's a bit of an issue. I think too much leans on Rafael Leal. So I would still, for, for me, buy Leverkusen are, are the favourites. I, I think they're the, they're the best team in it. Um, them along with Liverpool are the, are the two that absolutely stand out. The two teams who you think are, to quote Joe Cole, in the wrong competition. You know, they're both Champions League worthy, the, the, the way they've played this season. And they have myriad options. Well done for quoting Joe Cole. No, yeah, last. No, I, I would totally concur that Liverpool and Bayer Leverkusen seem like the big favourites. But what I wonder is, is it possible but that both of those two teams could end up being slightly distracted by by the title challenge they mm. look like they're going to put in? Mm. Uh, I think if we 
yeah, if we get into the new year, to the knockout stages, and both are where they are now in the league, I think they're going to rotate pretty heavily for those Thursday games because that's a real opportunity for the both of them. And then you're looking at other options. I mean, I hate to say it because they're not very good and I don't like him, but Jose Mourinho is kind of good at this stuff. Like, Roma are still in the competition. It, it, it wouldn't surprise me if he, he found some way of finagling himself. You know, Romelu Lukaku is starting to show little signs that he he he, he could be there. They've you both know. got one foot out the door, though, haven't they, Roma? Yeah, of course. But, you know, they're there. Uh, but, but if we're looking at the teams that are coming down from... Uh, from the Champions League, uh, how about um, how about Benfica? No, uh, the thing is, I think Benfica lack defensive presence without the ball. I think that's the biggest problem for them, and that would really count in the in the in the back end of the the competition. That's that's what's kind of kippered them in the Champions League, and of course, they haven't managed to effectively replace Gonzalo Ramos because. Artur Cabral, despite scoring a brilliant goal at Salzburg in the Europa League, um, in the not the Europa League just yet, in the Champions League this week, um, I, I don't think has been the ideal signing to replace him. I don't think Tankstedt is, is 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 quite ready. So I guess part of that depends on on what they do in January. Remember, they can bring new players in 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 January. But um, yeah, I'm I'm into your I'm into your Roma shout though. Again, the players they've invested in, apart from Lukaku are ones with fitness issues. So uh, if that has an effect on durability when it comes to the second half of the competition, I'm interested to see. But but I also think, I, I think of all the favourites when we look at it, Roma are maybe one of the teams that will really make this a priority. I think Mourinho oh, for sure. un, uh, understands how mm. much a, a deep European run, even in the secondary competition, seems to mean to the fans and those those lively nights at the Olympico for, for all the flaws in uh, Mourinho's time at Roma you know he has galvanized that fan base to an incredible degree and those nights in Europe has been a big part of that and I, I think they will really prioritize this this next question is something that's been discussed at length on Stack's championship football podcast second tier it's from John could Will still really become the next Sunderland manager and how has his time at Reims prepared him for English football well this was a, a bit of speculation as it originally was that um, it, it would have really surprised me that like, even, even a week and a half ago, the idea of, of, of Will still um, going to Sunderland um, because I, I felt that he's done so well at Rance that maybe a bigger job would be his, 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 his next step. I mean, he was linked with the Leon job when they got rid of Fabio Grosso and his answer to that, and he's always very forthright interviewee on, on, on French television, was to, to, to really brush it off as, as if it was nothing. As if he thought, you know, I've, I, I could maybe have something bigger down the line, um, which showed the sort of self-assurance that we've, we've, we've come to expect of him. Um, but I guess things have really developed with Sunderland over the last week. And there have been suggestions in France that he instigated the talks. His agent, Alex Hayes, who used to be at Lorient, um, instigated the talks with um, Sunderland. And he had a, a plan. Um, Rans are very unhappy with him at, at, at the moment. Um, now, obviously, they've been delighted with his, his work over, over the last little while. Um, but they're very displeased about the way that... Um, he has, he has seemed to solicit solicit the job and uh, solicit Sunderland's 
interest. Um, so it's going to make for an interesting atmosphere going forward over the over the next little while. Now, I, I guess there are a couple of reasons why Will still might be interested in the Sunderland job. Of course, they remain a huge club. They're handily placed to mount a promotion push, which could get him an express route into the Premier League, I suppose. He's tactically adept. He's got a lot out of Rennes because they're a club with one of the, like a bottom third budget in uh, Ligue 1. But you think he had that incredible unbeaten run to to start um, in, in the first place of what, 15, 16 games. And then built from there. He's continued to make them very competitive this season, despite the fact they lost uh, Falarin Balogun as as well, uh, who went to Monaco, of, of, of course. And for a, a club of their level, he's absolutely irreplaceable. Um, uh, and then um, you, you look at the fact that, you know, they, they play like fairly adventurous football. It's, it's not all getting people be, behind the ball as well. There, there are different ways to, to skin that cat. Now, I wonder as well what makes Sunderland attractive to him is he knows what's coming in terms of January. Now, this will be an issue for a lot of teams, but um, he's going to lose a, a couple of important players to the African Cup of Nations, uh, noticeably Yunus uh, Abdul Hamid, um, his, his, his centre-back, who's, who's a brilliant leader for them on, on, the, on the pitch. And I wonder if still is taking a bit of a look at this and thinking, you know what, what I'm doing with Rans at the moment and what he's done with Rans since he's arrived has been above and beyond but there's going to be that point where it's going to drop off now I guess the question is to quote Danny from Withnall and I how long do you, do you hang on to the balloon for and you have to work out the right time to let go of that so that your job at Rans so that his job at Rans looks like the the perfect job rather than one that started to go off a bit through no real fault of his own I love that. I'm going to steal that. How long to hang on to the balloon? Well, the thing I'm going to steal from all of that is how polite Andy is in uh, not obviously embarrassing my pronunciation. Uh, I always thought it was Reams. The bottom line is we, we all cover each other on yeah, OTC. I was, I was saying Falarin wrong a couple of weeks ago. So. Yeah, I know, but now you're saying it perfectly. My younger brother <laughs> will be delighted with this. I almost definitely called him Florian Balagona for a few Don't times. Don't do that. You know? my, yeah. my brother Falarin wouldn't like that. No. Um, from Mike, uh, this is, I suppose, another aspect of the question from John. Are Lyon doomed? I mean, yes. Yes, is that it? Completely doomed. Yeah, dead. Might as well just lock up. Just kind of, you know, turn the lights off. It's all gone now. One word is all I'm asking for, but two will do. You know what? The way they have played and the points they have got so far this season, they should be doomed, but they are not. Uh, And there are a number of reasons for this, not just because... um, uh, surfing on waves of joy after the first home win of the season last weekend. That's right, first home win of the season on December the 10th um, against Toulouse. Surfing um, on joy. But I, I think... Oh, you're the, great the, form today, Andy. I'm loving this. <laughs> well, you, you know what? It's, it's Toulouse that have made it all happen because if there's part of a reason, I think Leon are, are bang in trouble. There's no doubt about that. But if they've got a chance, it's partly to do with the other teams at the bottom. I mean, Toulouse were just 
awful. And they're in a terrible run at the moment. I, I would imagine their coach, uh, Carlos Martinez uh, Nove, won't last that much longer. But you look at the teams in the bottom six, uh, you look at Clermont, you look at Lorient, um, Toulouse, as we said, Montpellier, Rennes, who um, just lost former Lyon coach um, Bruno Genesio. You know, they spent a lot of money built for Champions League like Lyon and massively underachieving. You know, they've only got five points more than, than, than Lyon, um, which is a, a pretty dismal haul when you think how badly Lyon have played this season. Um, if we've got a bit of hope for Lyon, Actually, the interim coach, Pierre Sage, has proved that, you know, they do still have good players and there are still possibilities there. I think in terms of being the best coach they've had this season, which says a lot for him, but it also says a lot for how bad Laurent Blanc and Fabio Grosso were. They both have their fingerprints over the the, the car crash of this season so far, Um, both in, in terms of fitness and tactics. But the, the, there were little shoots under Sage that, that they've, they've started to get themselves organised. They've started to accept that they are in a relegation fight and, and they can't say this is happening to us by accident or, or, or whatever. Move to three at the back is quite good. And one of the main things that Sage has done is managed to get better performances out of his best players. Um, mm. Quentin Tolisso has started to get himself fit, which is, is a huge thing. If, if he can be fit at his best, he's, he's, he's a massive... Um, improvement to them. And of course, Alex Lacazette, who Fabio Grosso seemed to manage to make an enemy of in, in, in double quick time. And it, leaving him out of the team and putting in Mama Balde, it's, it's a little bit like at the end of Rud Hullet's reign at Newcastle, where he was leaving out Alan Shearer for Paul Robinson. You know, it, it's, it doesn't make any sporting sense. It's just mm. to make a point. And if someone's going to score you the goals to get you out of this, it's going to be Lacazette, isn't it? And I guess that was the more, uh, the less spurious point than the one I made, uh, which wasn't really a point at all. It's just, if you look at this squad, come on, I, I, I don't follow this as closely as you, Andy, but if you've got a midfield of, of Shaka and Toliso and you've got Cherokee supplying Lacazette up front, like you shouldn't get relegated. It should not be mm. possible for a squad that has those things to get relegated. So you'd think if they could get any sort of, uh, any semblance of unity in that group and put them into a formation that vaguely makes sense, they should be able to claw themselves out of it, right? I knew you wouldn't be satisfied with just your one-word answer. No, so I, I can't was, do it. I was... <laughs> a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash weightloss. I think you can wax lyrical on this one. This is from Harry. With Ajax moving mm. up the table, are they out of the woods? I wouldn't say out of the woods, but that's just because they'd gone so far into the woods that it just takes a while to, to, to get back to civilization, you know? But it does seem, yeah, they're winning games again. Uh, won six of the last seven, uh, as I as I recall. Uh, one might even say that the interim coach uh, has steadied to ship. I think is uh... <laughs> this is John Van to ship. Yes, uh, yeah. He's... yes. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Take that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it does seem to I mean, they win. They're winning games again. The problem is they're so far behind, right? And especially. In terms of the title, obviously that's not possible because uh, Peter Bosch's PSV is running away with it, uh, having won 15 out of 15. So even though Ajax have started winning, they're still like 21 points off the lead, so that's not going to happen. But I guess the the objective for them for the rest of the season is to see if there's any way they can feasibly sneak into a Champions League uh, place, either uh, second or third, though I haven't checked the charts as to what it might be next year with the new system. But let's just go with second or third for now where Feyenoord and uh, AZ are at the moment, and they're both about 10 points ahead of them. And you can, you know, you can just about catch that. if you, you they, There's really no room for error whatsoever now if they're going to have a chance. They have to win pretty much the rest of their games. And, and as bad as they were in the beginning of the season, that didn't look likely. But again, six wins out of seven. So definitely not out of the woods, but on a path that could feasibly lead them there. So really what we've done here is we've gone from Leon... Taylor Swift to Out of the Woods. I'm very, very impressed. It's a great link. I, d- I don't know if, um, Harry, you asked the question, intended that. If you did, Harry, you're, you're an absolute genius. But I, I guess the question is, as Lars said, wh- what are the woods? Because if we're talking about relegation, they're fine. They're going to be fine. But if we're talking about them qualifying for Europe, this is only the start. And they've gone on a really good run to get themselves into fifth. But the gap between fifth and fourth at the moment is nine points. You know, that is a lot to make up, even at, at this point of the season. And I think if you look at how they got themselves into trouble in the first place, it's just dreadful squad construction. You see, whereas I think you look at Leon, as we were saying before, and you can see the holes in it, and I can see exactly the players that you would go and buy, or exactly the sort of players that you would go and buy to fix them. So, you, you know, with Leon, it's obvious. You get two two central midfield players, you get a wide player, you get um, a centre-back who can play at full-back. Sorted. Whereas with Ajax, their recruitment was so scruffy and controversial, of course, with the exit of Sven Mislintat. Like, what do you do to sort that out in January? To me, it feels like the sort of squad that to, to get it into competitive nick and to get them into where they were, it's still the squad is still a mess. It, it would take a couple of transfer windows, I think. Maybe they can't see to ship for the woods. Um, <laughs> Maybe the real woods were the friends we made along the way. <laughs> maybe mm. maybe bears do what they do yeah, in the let woods. It sink in. But for a real question for Lars to get his teeth into, we right. talked about Taylor Swift, the woods, etc. Now let's talk about Seagrid. Yes. <laughs> What this is from Neil. <laughs> he said that with such relish. So it, it tickled me. Anyway, this is from Neil. What are Larsh's thoughts on the continuing fairy tale of Buddha Glimt? Mm-hmm. A small Arctic team almost won a domestic double this season. Surely that is an amazing story. Yeah, and I think the key phrase in that question from Neil is the word continuing. 
uh, because Budaglimt have, you know, throughout their history, Budaglimt have been a bit of a yo-yo team. I don't think that's too unfair to say. They've mostly been in the top division, but they've gone down occasionally. And they're from a time, I mean, from memory. I'm tempted to look this up so I don't get it wrong, but I think it's forty or 50,000 people in Budaglimt. It's a small place, not a tiny place, but small enough. And it's quite isolated up north. Uh, well, certainly isolated by most people who's listening to this standard. But the I mean, stadium as well. I mean, you're talking about a stadium with just a few thousand capacity. Yeah, it's, not, yeah, it's not a big club at all. And they, uh, a couple of years ago, Yogo got promoted and very suddenly started winning games and playing exhilarating football and eventually claiming uh, just a yeah, league title, which is an incredible achievement from them. And, you know, making some waves in Europe, beating Roma and a few other things, right? And what you... Jose Mourinho hasn't forgotten that one. Did not enjoy that. Um, (laughs) Now, what you'd expect to happen then, and what almost always happens, is that the team gets picked apart. And and Budoglimt have lost some players, for sure. But they've managed to keep some as well. Um, And they've brought a few back. I mean, they had uh, Marius Lourdes, the defender who went to Schalke, had a very bad time. He was brought back. Crucially, Patrick Berg, their midfield general, uh, went to Lens, didn't really settle there and went back. I mean, Patrick Berg is something as unusual as a third-generation footballer for his team. I mean, his both his father and grandfather played for uh, for Bordeaux as well. And when he went abroad, it just didn't seem right for him to play for another club, I don't think. And Bordeaux were happy to have him back. And I think the, the thing that's worth emphasizing is that this isn't some sort of... Uh, it's not fueled by money at all, at least it wasn't initially. Uh, they they haven't had a, a rich uncle inject loads of cash into the coffers. They just managed to build a, a team that played incredibly well under their very, very clever coach, Hetel Knudsen. Now, of course, that they've won the title, um, uh, they won, <laughs> they won three titles now, uh, and they've been on European adventures and they've taken some scalps. That has raised them some money, so now they can afford... To, to to spend a little bit, but they're still not going for like big established names. They're very good at looking around at players who fit into their system of doing things. And, you know, they, they've done a good job hung, hanging on to quite a lot of players, you know, handing out some decent contracts. But, yeah, they, they seem to be building a real uh, a real dynasty up there, which given that a it's fortress. A, yeah, given that it's not like it's not one of the big cities in Norway either. It is a really remarkable achievement, and uh, yeah, and it, it's worth flagging up that it's it's still happening. They're still there. They're still taking along, uh, beating Besiktas in Europe recently. That was exciting. So yeah, but good, then they good lose. Stuff. Then they lose to Molde. Uh, in the cup, you lo- uh, lost the, the cup final, cup. which was played very late in the season, freezing conditions, very difficult game. I think everyone who were involved in that cup final felt that that wasn't a good date to have it on, <laughs> and they're going to have to hopefully look at the calendar a little bit next year. But yeah, lost them all in the cup final. That's about it from us. Thank you for listening to Ask OTC. You can find Lars on Twitter at Lars Severson. Next week, Andy and I will be joined by Nikki Bandini. And if you'd like to ask a question, you can contact us at any time at Radio Dawson, at Andy Brassel, and at OTC Pod, or you can email us OTC at footballramble.com. Since, since we're doing Norway Corner. I, don't, I don't, don't get to do this so often anymore. So There is the other thing from Norway, which is the league, the season's ended, and remarkably, the two teams from Oslo in the top division, Volgenga and Stabæk, have both been relegated, uh, which is very strange to see both the capital teams go, go down. But 
young man, there is no need to feel down uh, because KUFM, <laughs> who are the uh, sports branch of the local YMCA, have been promoted to the top division. They're also from Oslo. So, young man, if you're new in that town, there's no need to feel unhappy. There is a place you can go to, 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 watch, to watch the football, even if you're short on dough because the ticket prices are quite reasonable. You, you, can, you can stay there and find many ways to have a good time. They, they, KFM, they have everything for young men to enjoy. You can probably hang out with all the boys, I'm sure. And I'm not sure about the facilities at the ground. So whether or not you can get yourself clean and have a good meal, I don't know. And I also don't think you should do whatever you feel because I mean, I mean we have some stand-up people listening to this pod. It could also be some perverts out there. So I'm not. Maybe don't do whatever you feel. But uh, but you know, get yourself to to the KFUM if you want to watch football in Oslo next year. It surely is. K-F-U-M. Yeah, it's just nobody wants to hear me sing. That's, I'll leave that to you, Dalton. <laughs> they, no, no, they definitely don't want to hear me sing. On the Continent is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.